Two out of three falls. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report on Twitter at WrestleRant. Graham, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. Always happy to be back here on the show. Thanks for having me as always. Mark Raimondi, MMAfighting.com. Mark, my man, how you doing? What's up, Randy? And congratulations on figuring out how to use Skype for the first time. <laughs> Congrats are in order. No problem, man. It, it only took us, you know, just a couple of minutes and, you know, probably more than that with technical difficulties on Graham's end. Yeah, that was all my fault. That was botching. All your I apologize. Fault. All, but all your fault. I won't be coming in and out this time. My, my quality won't sound like I'm from fucking 1846 anymore. <laughs> so that's a plus. Although I still don't, I still don't know what that screenshot was you sent me earlier with with the the Skype situation with Skype trying to charge you money. <laughs> because, I think you might have yeah. downloaded some like bootleg Skype or something like that. Right? No, what, is I, go, what is going on over there? I, I had the correct app. <laughs> My thing was, I thought I was <laughs> I was calling a real number, so that if, they, if I wanted to do that, they were gonna see, charge me. Yeah, so. that's what it is. Yeah. So all now right. it all. I thought maybe you had maybe you had picked up uh, you know bootleg Skype off the street in the Bronx or something like that. <laughs> no, you know that that that, that Skyper. I, I got I got I got Skype for real. All right. Um. Anyways, always a pleasure having Graham and, and Mark on the show. Two out of three falls. We have the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view coming up this sunday so we'll get to that some stuff on raw some stuff on smackdown and some stuff outside the ring but um i do want to start off with the chamber preview which is this sunday for for the raw brand um because some things that happen on raw will kind of tie into what's going to happen at uh, at the chamber so graham as far as i see you right now there's only four matches on the main card, but I'm I'm sure they'll do some pre pre show matches. But on the main card, uh, we have I'll start with Grant first. Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, regular singles match. We've seen the, the first match at Raw 25. Bray had the victory. Um, do we see a different result on Sunday, Graham? You go first. Yeah, unfortunately for the Bray Wyatt fans, I think Woke and Matt Hardy is going to delete Bray Wyatt on Sunday's pay-per-view. I don't see why the result would be anything different. I don't see why it should be anything different. This feud has been abysmal, to say the least. I like Woke and Matt. I like Bray Wyatt. I'm not sure why at this point, but I do. Um, he's not winning on Sunday, and the match should be just completely forgettable. I think the biggest issue with this program is that they haven't allowed these guys to work to their full potential. Not in the ring, but mm. rather what made the Woke and Matt Hardy character work in TNA and Impact with the Broken Universe going to the Hardy Compound. We haven't seen any of that. So as a one-on-one -on -one match, no one cares. Um, but I do think Wolf <laughs> yeah. Matt is winning for Bray Wyatt. Better luck next time, buddy. Maybe better luck on, on Mean Event or something facing Kurt Hawkins because he's not beating Wolf Matt in Elimination Chamber. Mark? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... I wanted to, I wanted to be excited when the whole broken slash woken thing started up and and it gave me some hope um but it's just been a half-baked version of what they were doing with tna and i just can't i just can't get into it unless they're gonna fully commit to it this is not something you can half-ass it doesn't work it doesn't work if you half-ass this and and, and that's exactly what they're doing it's it's not what it was it's not what it could be and I have almost no interest in this match. It's not going to be a good match. It hasn't been a good buildup. Nothing about any of this is, is any good. Um, and uh, I'm probably I may not even, I may just kind of skip this match altogether. It's uh, it's 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 a, it's a there's no there's no emotional investment. It's, it is a total void for me. Right, right. Now, um, what are 
some of the matches that might be a, a pre-show match. I, 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 I think they would do it the the tag team title match again with uh, Apollo and Titus and the, the Barb. I, I don't know, but any any of you guys know what could be a pre-show match on Sunday? They could put the cruiserweights in the kickoff show. I'm not sure what they would do because they're in the midst of a cruiserweight tournament at the moment for the cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. Um, they can always throw Graham Metallic and Kalisto on there versus fucking Tony Nese and, and and some other loser if they wanted to. Um, they could do that. I'm not sure who really else is there on the on the Raw brand that could, that hasn't made the show already. Right. Um, I like you said the tag team titles that belong that screams kickoff. Cruz and <laughs> Cruz and fucking Titus O'Neil versus uh, Sheamus and Cesaro for the fifth time that screams kickoff. Hey, um, you know, for the record, it, know. you know it, it, it's it's Apollo now. I think they took off his last name, right? Some shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, exactly. Just Apollo for whatever fucking reason. It's always the people with the A names. Whether your name is Antonio Cesaro, Adrian Neville, no anyone with A name, Alexander Rusev, they're always getting the A names uh, messed up. But anyway, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what else they would add except for a cruiserweight match that has no storyline significance in the slightest. I don't. I'm trying to think who else is on the show that's not already on the brand that's not already on the show. But mm-hmm. I think that would might be it. Um, yeah, because they also took off the same thing with Apollo Elias. They, they, I guess they just want people. You know, a certain guy with one name and, you know, whatever. But uh, they have a whole bunch of people on this card, but all bunched up into two matches. I mean, they they could put Kane. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bring back Big Show while you're at it. Do Kane and Big Show on the undercard. Kane, 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 Kane and Big Show in a, a fucking retirement match. Um, <laughs> and they both lose. When they w- win or lose, they both retire. How du- that? Double count out. Uh, we have <laughs> Oscar Nia Jax. So Mark, I'll start with you. Oscar Nia Jax. And if, if Nia Jax wins, she will be added to Oscar's cha- championship match at WrestleMania 34. Um... Which we still don't know who that's going to be against. Exactly, is, but exactly. But before we get to who you think is going to win, which we all know who's going to fucking win, um, what did you make of them putting her in the middle of the ring, trying to cut a promo, and all of us at home just really couldn't understand what she was saying on the microphone? Do you think that was a good move, bad move, or I don't know? I would almost rather her stand in the middle of the ring and just speak Japanese and no one understand it because at least that sounds badass. Yeah. Uh, her struggling to, to communicate in English in front of a, a live crowd like that is, is not a good look for her. And it's not uh, I mean, it's just it, it doesn't do anything for her. I would almost be in favor of, of, of having a, you know, a translator, uh, kind of like UFC style. You know, if you, you're kind of building it like a sport in some ways, and, and that's what they do. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the cage after a fight, you bring in a translator, and you have that person translate for the foreign athlete, something like that. Uh, but or, or maybe just don't put her in that position. She doesn't need to be the person who cuts, you know, 10-minute promos in, in the middle of the ring on Raw. She can do her talking in other ways. And uh, they're just not putting her in a position right now to succeed in, in that way. So I'm assuming you're going with Oscar over Nia Jax on Sunday, right? Yeah, I mean the, the the streak is not ending here. I think it'll be they'll do something where Nia Jax still remains strong. I don't think she'll get completely wiped out by Oscar. Maybe maybe it won't even be a clean pin, but uh, yeah, Oscar is definitely going to go over. Now, Graham, before you answer. Uh, 
kind of like what I asked Mark. Like, what was the purpose of her going out on Raw, trying to cut a promo, and they do the interview, knowing that the majority of people in the crowd and at home may not be able to understand her. So why would they put her in that position in the first place? It was fine. I mean, if they want her to be a top star, which you know they do, she's got to learn how to cut promos. And you're not going to learn how to cut promos unless you're thrown out there to sink or swim. And she obviously, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as the Shinsuke Nakamura promo, I'll tell you that much. But it was what it was. It built towards the match on Sunday. I thought it served a nice little purpose. Um, She's getting better. It doesn't help that the dialogue they give these people on the main roster is shit. Just every promo they write for these people, women, men, doesn't matter. It's all awful. Yeah. Um, but I thought she handled it well, and uh, she can at least she's at least improving. It's an, again not as bad as Nakamura. I cannot understand a single word that guy says. So it, it was fine for what it was. I thought. And again, it's amazing how the people that uh, the 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 two wrestlers that people wanted to win the Rumble are having a tough time cutting promos on both fucking shows. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that's the reason why they shouldn't have the won the Rumble. I think WWE went with uh, the right choices in both situations. Because where they can't cut promos, they obviously make up for in the ring. And not only that, their presence, the, the, the presence that both of them hold is just off the charts. And they don't really need to speak their actions in the ring, kind of speak for themselves. And right. like Mark said, just have the woman go out there ranting Japanese. She's done it before. I have no clue what the fuck she's saying, but it sounds <laughs> badass. And they need to do more of that. What we saw on Monday was not what they should be doing with Asuka, but like the little video packages like we saw last week playing up her streak without her saying a single word yeah. is amazing. They need to do more of that and less of what we saw on Monday. So all of us have Asuka going uh, over on Sunday. So if that happens... That means Nia Jax is on the outside looking in for a match at WrestleMania, which brings me to the Elimination Chamber match for the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss defending it against Bailey, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, and Sonya Deville. So, Graham, I'll start with you first. Um, the likelihood of Alexa Bliss walking out of the chamber as champion, is it high or low? Very high. I mean, process of elimination, no pun intended. You got to eliminate Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville right off the bat. They're not winning the belt. Mm-hmm. Mickey James, not a chance in hell. Um, that really only leaves Bliss, Banks, and Bailey. I know people will groan at the thought of, oh, Bailey is champion again, or Banks is champion again, God forbid, they, who they really need to turn, obviously. A storyline that will likely be furthered in the match with one of them eliminating the other. And they kind of cancel each other out. Like I've said before, though, we're still getting Bliss and Nia Jax at WrestleMania. That's been the plan seemingly reportedly for a few weeks now, for about a month or so. Um, I assume that's still the direction they're going. And despite the fact that Nia is likely, not even likely, she will lose to to Asuka on the show, um, Nia Jax will still find her way into the Raw Women's title match at WrestleMania one way or another um, against Alexa Bliss. I would still have the title match be Bayley and Banks. It would be a better match. It makes more sense. The story's already there. Bliss and Nia Jax, for me, does nothing that won't stop the company from doing it. They could always do a four-way, but we just saw that last year with the same three women yeah. replace Charlotte with Alexa Bliss, and it's the same fucking match, but they would, they're still probably going to do it anyways. It doesn't even matter. Um, but I think either way, I think Alexa Bliss does walk out of the pay-per-view on Sunday, still the Raw Women's Champion. All right, Mark? I'm I'm inclined to agree. Uh, I think uh, 
I think there is an off chance they could have Sasha Banks win, but more likely, as Graham said, is they'll use the chamber match to set up something with Sasha Banks and Bailey. Hopefully that is a heel turn, which I think we've spoken about just about every week that we've, we've done uh, that we've done this show. Right. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll most likely be less of this coming out. Uh, I guess like the, the how will uh, will be important, uh, but but not necessarily the who, because it'll, it'll most likely be her. Um, and, and yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at, uh, you know, another kind of underwritten, uh, batch of, of women's matches coming up. I'm not, I'm not sure how they're going to, uh, I mean, the, the Sasha Bailey thing kind of works itself out if Sasha turns heel. Um, but where is that match going to fall? WrestleMania is a very crowded, crowded card. Will there be three women's matches on, on this card? You know, I'm, uh, with, uh, uh, Asuka against Charlotte, I guess, is, is possible, and Alexa versus Nia Jax, and Bailey versus uh, uh, Sasha, plus Ronda Rousey, you know, in some kind of uh, tag team cluster F near the main event. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm all for more women's matches, but it just seems like they're uh, the, the writing is kind of being rushed together in the final three or four weeks before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would assume that we get Alexa and Nia, we get Asuka, Charlotte, and I would hope that. Bailey and Sasha do um uh their 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 match on the main card. Like I think all three could and should go on the main card. Uh, I I I you know no championship match from one of them to me should be on on the pre show. But I think it all depends on uh, of how they play out Bailey and Sasha on Sunday. If they don't do a heel turn on Sunday or even Monday to kind of set up something for WrestleMania, then I, then maybe they just won't do a match at WrestleMania. And and if if they do, if they both stay the same way, both as as, as good people, then they might be on, on the pre-show, which really that match should be on the main card, title or or, or non-title. Um, I think it'll be good for the company to put all three matches on the main card, but who am I? But it remains to be seen what happens on Sunday. I think Alexa Bliss walks out as champion, and I think I think they start setting up her and Nia Jax uh, as early as as, uh, as Monday. So now we get the Universal Championship Elimination Chamber match. Now, before we get to that, Mark, I'll start with you. This whole thing with Seth Rollins, um, the gauntlet match on Monday, um, the gauntlet match went, I think, an hour 40, maybe two hours with all seven people, Braun, Elias, Finn Balor, Cena, Reigns, Seth, and The Miz. We start out with, with, with Roman and Seth. They do a half hour. Seth wins. We have him and John Cena. They do another half hour. And then by the time you know it, maybe 20 minutes after that, Seth is eliminated by Elias. So Seth goes an hour plus. Um, from what I've seen, let me get it right. It's something where it, you know the Gauntlet match was the longest match in Raw history. That's what I, that's what I saw. Correct me if I'm wrong. And Seth had the longest performance uh, in, in in Monday Night Raw history. So with him going an hour plus. In a match that didn't really mean nothing on Monday, and now he has to go into the chamber. Kind of give me some reasons why they did that to make people believe that he might have a a, a significant chance to win on, on Sunday, and it's not just about Roman Reigns or kind of setting himself up for something that down the road. Because why would this guy wrestle for an hour and plus and 
there's no nothing for him to win at the end, but two great matches with two great matches with with, with Roman and Cena. But now he has to go into the chamber on Sunday to try to get a a, a chip match with Brock Lesnar. Uh, I, I would say I would say a couple things come to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Seth Rollins has been working at, with a, a tag team partner for, I mean, more, more than more than half of 2017. True. And uh, this was an incredible way to establish him back again as a legitimate threat to the Universal Title, mm-hmm. as a legitimate single star, as as you know, one of the foundations of the company moving forward. And he took he took the ball and, and ran with it. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. I love the concept of doing this over two hours. It made I thought everyone came out better, especially him. He came out the best, but I think everyone came out better from this. And it actually has me more excited for this match at the chamber. Um, on top of that, I think that it also, I think, I think we, we probably know that, that Roman Reigns is going to come out of the chamber on Sunday. I think most people pro- probably figure that. And most people think that he is going to beat Brock Lesnar for the universal title at mania. Now, if that does happen first program after mania, Seth Rollins just got a win over Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is going to be the champion after mania. Well, Seth Rollins just has the win over him. Why not use that to build to a match between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins as the first program after Mania for those two guys? So I think I think it's I don't even know if they're thinking along along those lines. I don't know if they're thinking that far ahead, but I think that it sets up many different things in the in the future as well as you know you know Elias get, getting the pin over Seth Rollins and I I, I just thought I thought it uh, it worked in, in on many levels. Graham. Absolutely agree. Not only for everyone involved, but just the match itself. And there's been a lot of great matches on Raw recently, if not in the last number of years, months, whatnot. But um, also just, you know, switching up the stagnant formulaic formula of Monday Night Raw. How often, like we saw in SmackDown this week, do we get a wrestling show in WWE kick off with a promo, then an impromptu match, and then the main event later on in the night and a talking promo? Match, backstage promo, match, backstage promo, back and forth we go. But we got a near two-hour match to kick off the show this week. It was such a breath of fresh air. It was a great match. And I heard earlier today that the rating for the show in those first two hours was surprisingly really, really good. I mean, wrestling being a draw, what a concept. But it was, and I thought everyone involved did a great job. Like Mark had said, I thought Seth Rollins was the standout here. Elias beating him. Braun getting the ultimate victory. Miz being a slimy heel towards the end. I thought everyone did really, really well here. Um, why they gave Rollins the performance that he did. Well, first of all, in addition to AJ Styles, he's probably the Iron Man of this company. And we haven't had a true Iron Man match in WWE. A 60-minute Iron Man match. I think in the last number of years if not dating back to cena and randy orton in 2009 so it's been a while but if anyone can do it and go the distance for 60 minutes it's seth rollins like we saw on monday's raw and not only that but like mark said as well um kind of echo those thoughts that he's been in the tag team division for a number of months now they needed to reestablish him as a major threat to the main event scene as a big time player on raw which he is but he hasn't really been doing a lot recently, so giving him those two back-to-back victories, which is huge. Pinning one of those guys clean alone would have been monumental, let alone back-to-back. Uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns, so a huge feat. 
I don't think this means he ends up winning the chamber or ends up in the main event of WrestleMania against Brock with Roman Reigns, but he does deserve a prominent match at WrestleMania, likely against, as we've talked about multiple times before here on the show, Kurt Angle, which to me would make the most storyline sense. Yeah, you know what? I was just going to ask you, like, you know, yeah, he does a, a an, hour, um, an Iron Man match on, on Raw on Monday. He goes into the chamber on Sunday. He, he, he might not win it, but then... How do we set up him for a WrestleMania match where it's Kurt Angle? It's maybe in the mixed tag match with Ronda Rousey. Um, I, I really don't know because that's why the chamber is going to be so important to see what other matches you can you can set up. Because me, I, I'm at home and I see like the Miz is the second to last one out, and then Braun Strowman comes out. So in my head, I'm thinking, like, all right, are they teasing us with a Braun-Miz match for for Mania? Are they teasing us with Elias and Finn Balor? So I I think, you know, as far as the chamber goes, I I still think Roman Reigns walks out as the champion. I think the reason why somehow they, they, they probably made Roman Reigns lose the gauntlet match so that people can start thinking at home, oh, you know what, Reigns may not win the chamber match, but even though I think uh, he'll he'll come out victorious, and then we're not going to get Seth and Cena at, at Mania. We just saw it on, on Raw. Obviously, we're not, we're not going to get Reigns and, and Seth on, on, at Mania. Um, you saw a little between Elias and Finn Balor. You saw a little bit between Braun and The Miz. So I think they're starting to set up some WrestleMania matches from the Gauntlet match and... And, and and the chamber so 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 Graham, you have more than likely Roman Reigns winning this match, right? No, easily. I mean, it's a slam dunk. I don't think we're getting any real surprises with really any match on on the pay per view on Sunday. And again, if you do process of elimination with these guys, the Miz is the IC champion, so he's not winning this thing. Elias, I love Elias, but he's not winning. John Cena, maybe if they really wanted to, but I would honestly rather see Roman win ahead of John Cena. Plus, we've already seen Cena and Brock a million times, so that's a no for me. Rollins or Balor would be cool, but I I, I don't see it being likely. So I think Roman's a slam dunk, and there's Strowman too, but he's had a shot. He lost both times, multiple times actually, against Brock Lesnar in various matches on pay-per-view. So he's not winning this thing either. Like you had said, they had teased something on Monday's Raw at the end of that gauntlet between Miz and Strowman. I assume that's the direction they're headed in for the Intercontinental Championship at the pay-per-view at WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, Roman's got to win. I really see no other way around that. Mark, who you got? Yeah, I think I think Roman Reigns takes this one. I think we're going to see the uh, the Brock versus Roman uh wrestlemania main event or it'll it'll be certainly one of the one of the final matches on the card and uh you know i guess i'll be okay with that <laughs> now now question is there any chance for a a couple of swerves where you know last couple of weeks or months they've been looking they've been making braun look very strong and everything and could it be a a possibility of braun winning the chamber and not roman or two the possibility of Dare I say Seth Rollins, even though Roman could win the match, but somehow Seth gets added because it was Brock and Roman uh, three years ago in the same match, and, and Seth put himself in that match with the money in the bank. But if Roman if Roman wins, can Seth say, hey, listen, Roman, you won the chamber, but I beat you last week. Like, 
Could it be a potential triple threat match, or do you think it's strictly Brock and Roman at WrestleMania one-on-one? I would I would actually be very open to a triple threat match, and and it's possible with the the recent injury issues that the WWE has had that they still are shuffling the deck. I, I don't I don't think that anything that's been reported is necessarily final, although it all it does all seem to kind of be going in the direction of what has been uh, reported by Dave Meltzer and others. Uh, but I, I would I would be totally open to that. I mean, I think the addition of a, of a Seth Rollins would make that a better match. Uh, Braun Strowman, you know, they they really are pushing him incredibly hard, and they've done everything right with him. He's he's arguably the best thing on maybe not even arguably the best thing on WWE TV right now. So I would not object to him being involved also in that in that main event picture. I do imagine after Mania, they're, I mean, they're just going to push Braun to the moon as, as they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what, what Brock's uh, situation is after Mania. Apparently his contract is is up, or at least it's, it's going to be up in the, in, the, in the next few months after after Mania. But uh, I, would, I would be very much in favor of a, of a, even though I'm not in love with multi-man matches necessarily, um, Especially in a baseball like Mania, I would not mind the the addition of a, of another wrestler. Plus, whoever wrestler that is will, will make things more interesting. I, Seth Rollins would make it a better match. He's used the better worker. Graham, yeah, no, I got to agree. I think the WrestleMania main event would be, while it would be better as a multi-man match from a fan standpoint, that's what I want to see. Is it likely? I wouldn't argue. Just I wouldn't argue that just because. Vince has had it in his mind for literally a year now that the WrestleMania 34 main event would be Brock and Roman Reigns. They're not going to move away from that now. They have been they have spent one year building towards this match for better or for worse. They're going to do the match and you can have Rollins in the match and still have Roman win by having Roman been Rollins. But I feel like even then. Although we, it only happened for like 90 seconds, we technically saw that match at WrestleMania 31. And in the record books, the WrestleMania 31 main event says uh, Seth Rollins beating Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in a three-way for that, that for the world title. Right. So, I mean, I guess they could, but I feel like Rollins and Angle at this point just makes more sense. And it's not that even Brock and Roman would be a bad match. I don't think that's anyone's real fear about this match happening. People just do not want to see Roman as the world champion but in their last match at wrestlemania 31 whether people like it or not was a really really good match and part of that might have been the circumstances where you didn't really know whether roman would win or not because it was announced around that point in time that brock did resign with the company right. around this time i know going into wrestlemania 34 it's widely assumed that brock will probably be done and as of right now we don't really know we'll probably get a better idea of that going in the show um, but as of right now, he's probably on his way out, which means Roman Wing is even more likely. There's no money in the bank winner waiting in the wings. Um, so I think one-on-one, it won't be a bad match. Adding someone else to the mix, no one else really makes as much sense as Rollins would. But even that we saw three years ago at WrestleMania 31. So I know a lot of people aren't looking forward to that main event. I, for one, would rather it be a different main event. But at this point... It makes the most sense. They've spent all this time building towards it, and we talk about things not making sense sometimes. That's what makes sense. I mean, I think it, it's not the match that should go on last. It probably will. It shouldn't. Um, but as a match, I don't have the biggest problem with it. Yeah. And, and then, you know what? To play advocate 
fans would say, hey, so what's the point of having a chamber if, you, if you're going to put a third man in, in, in the freaking championship match anyway? You know, so uh, I think, you know, it'll defeat the purpose of having a chamber match for one guy to go on to WrestleMania to fight Brock. And then somehow down the road, they put a third man in there. But I think Seth does have... Um, he does, he, and he would have a point if he said, "Hey, you know, Roman, you, if, if you win the match, I did beat you last week." But then, like, they probably do again. This is all hypothetical. They probably do a match to see if if, if uh, Roman against Seth. If Seth wins, he'll get added. If not, it just Roman and Brock, and then they'll put Seth somewhere else. But I thought him on Monday was um, was great. Uh, giving us a free Iron Man match on, on TV. And um, is, is there any way that somebody at home or fans could feel like the Garland match going two hours was, again, playing advocate here, wasn't a smart idea because there was nothing at stake at the end of the match. It was just seven guys going at it, and then now you're going to see the, the, the same seven guys on Sunday for the Chamber. Do you think there was any... Any negatives to having the Garland match the way it was played out on, on Monday? Uh, Mark, I'll, I'll start with you first. No, I, I don't think so because it, there is uh, maybe there wasn't any stipulation and it wasn't for a title and it wasn't for entry into a, a Royal Rumble or an Elimination Chamber. But I think when you have, I mean, it, literally it was it was the, the seven top stars on the brand wrestling each other in one-on-one matches. So in in that, in that case, it 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 did have stakes because there there are there are uh, there's a pecking order at stake. You would hope. I mean, if if the writing team is doing uh, their job, all of these matches would matter. That that is that that isn't always the case, but a match like that should matter. And I think the way they wrote it and the way they booked it with Seth Rollins doing what he did and going the whole hour was was a big deal and and it elevated him and and i would like to see more of these matches on raw actually matter down the road uh, i mean i i hate to and i know i know you're not a big new japan pro wrestling fan mm-hmm. uh randy but something like the like every, every every august every july into august new japan has what they call the g1 climax it's a it's a round robin tournament so they take 20 20 wrestlers 10 in, in block A, 10 in block B. Mm. And it's a round robin in both blocks. And they all rest, they all wrestle each other. And then the people who have the most points, it's kind of like the World Cup. People with the most points out of each block then wrestle for the G1 title. The winner of that the winner of that uh, faces the IWGP heavyweight champion at the Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But during during that m- entire month of matches you get all the all the cool matchups of, of the best guys in, in the company, and then those will then matter going forward the rest of the year as far as storylines go. So like if the inter, if uh, like last year Hiroshi Tanahashi was the Intercontinental Champion, he lost to Zack Saber Jr. in the G1. Therefore, Zack Saber Jr. then got a title shot a month later against Tanahashi in a, in a main event. So it, you kind you kind of use the matchups that maybe don't have the highest stakes initially to build something later on in the future. And I think they did that with the gauntlet because I think that as long as they have uh, Seth Rollins doing something very meaningful moving forward, then, then it, then it makes sense to me. Does that, does that, does that make any sense to what I just said? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. To a degree. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a new, I'm not a new Japan guy, so I, I got, I got to see it for myself, but, uh, 
I'm pretty sure it does make a lot of sense. <laughs> I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you let the matches tell their own story, right, and 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 let the matches be the storyline, which is what New Japan does, because there aren't any long promos like there are on Raw. The matches tell the story, and you have to watch the matches to you know to see what you know what the stages are of the story. Um, if you let that happen, then it could be very successful, and that's why you know you can have you can have stars like Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka who maybe can't cut a 10, 15-minute promo, but can tell a story through their matches. That's why they can succeed if you just let them, if you if you write it that way. Yeah, now, now, did you guys see this tweet that, that I put out on, on Monday after the Gauntlet match? I, I, I put, again, being sarcastic, watch, watch, um, I say watch the WWE make Gauntlet match a pay-per-view now. Wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> because they made Money in the Bank match at pay-per-view. They made Hell in a Cell a pay-per-view. They made TLC a pay-per-view. Now Gauntlet match might have his own show on the on, on the freaking network. Yeah, I actually I actually wouldn't mind me. that to be honest. I, I kinda I kind of I kind of like the concept of it. I just don't know if I would do it for a title because it seems like a even an even more ridiculous means to defend a title than like an elimination chamber. Yeah. So Graham, did did you feel like, not you, but should anybody feel like the gauntlet match, the way it was laid out, first two hours of Raw was just those seven guys. That there should be any negative effects of why they booked it the way they did. I don't think so. I mean, I could see some people having an issue with it. If they're like, "Oh, it's more wrestling. I hate wrestling." And there's honestly people out there like that. I'm not denying that at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> like I said though, I think the rating reflects that it was a success and you know what more so than anything else whether you like the gauntlet match going two hours some people might have thought it was boring there was nothing on the line why it last so long blah 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 i get it but the, the important thing to take away from all this is that wwe finally switched up their their formula for monday night raw mm-hmm. without the fucking talking segment without doing this or that and the way they this came across, not only the match itself and the fact that it lasted almost two hours and the fact that Rollins had a great performance, but one thing we forgot to mention as well was like the interviews spliced in between with the people that were just eliminated, talking about why the chamber match is so important to them. And we all know who's winning the chamber, and his name is uh, he, he's a, a Samoan named Joe, and I'm not talking about Samoa Joe, but at least they're making the match seem meaningful to the point where I'm looking forward to. And I think the build of this match has actually been very, very good, despite the fact that the outcome is pretty predictable. Um, I think the way they've built this thing and building hype around the fact that it's the first ever seven-man elimination chamber, putting Elias at number seven, I guess, at this point, putting Miz at number one, now the gauntlet match, the open Raw, got people talking about Monday Night Raw, it got people talking about the pay-per-view, and it got people talking about the main event for that pay-per-view. So I think all around this was a giant success. Mm. Um, I'm not saying they should do two-hour matches on every single Raw every single week. Obviously, that would be overkill, depending on who's involved in that. Right. Uh, for one-time thing, it was great, but I think they can learn from this. I think they can learn from this, maybe open the show more often with matches, or at the very least don't rely on the same formula they've been doing for close to 25 years with their flagship show. Well, I think, to be honest with you, I think this entire card is pretty much, you know, we all know who's going to win every single match, unless they do a a last-minute swerve, a last-minute change. But I I think we all got, I think we all have, we all got Asuka, 
We all have Alexa. We all have Reigns. Did you guys agree on Matt Hardy or, and Bray Wyatt, or did you guys pick the same person? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't give a pick because I really don't <laughs> care. <laughs> so Mark Mark doesn't care. Graham has Matt Hardy. I think Matt Hardy because I think, I think that they're going to go one more time at Mania because at this point, there's really nothing else for them to do. Um, between between and there's the, the battle royal, the battle royal. <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah. just saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, unless it leads to Jeff Hardy and Bray Wyatt down the road, and, and let let Matt Hardy chill out for a second. But I, I I just don't know. I think the card is card is pretty predictable. Let alone we have the 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 Rousey contract signing. So that's another portion of the show that's gonna happen. So Mark, again, I know we're we're a week away, <laughs> but. Um, is it, is it just going to be, hey, Ronda Rousey, come on down. Hey, sign this contract. Hey, we'll see you at uh, WrestleMania 34. Or do you, do you think something's going to happen with her and one of the female wrestlers or Stephanie? How do you think it does play out? And how do you think it should play out? I can see some kind of a situation where it's uh it's the contract signing so it's stephanie and triple h in the ring maybe a kurt angle and maybe that ends up being the match maybe it ends up being triple h and stephanie against kurt angle and ronda rousey something where they you know some kind of hijinks ensue in the ring while she's doing her contract signing right um but i i don't know how so when 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 she first came out of royal rumble she was all, you know, we, we all saw she was she was all smiley and she was just looking happy yeah. to be there. It, something will, will need to happen mm. in that angle to make her go from zero to 100. You know what I'm saying? Like she she there there right now. There's nothing. It's 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 a, it's a clean slate. She was she shook Stephanie McMahon's hand. So something will need to to occur to reignite that that rivalry they had a few years ago from WrestleMania when she made the appearance with The Rock. Um, I don't know what that will be yet, but it needs to be something that that makes sense, of course, because the last we saw Ronda Rousey, she was all cheerful and happy. She wasn't angry. She wasn't. She had, she had nothing against Stephanie McMahon you know, a few weeks ago, and now all of a sudden she's probably going to have to have something against her at this pay-per-view. Uh, so I, I definitely see them doing that. And, I, and looking at the, at the card, I mean, there's only four those four matches Yes, the two elimination chambers matches will probably take a good a good deal of time, but yeah. I, I imagine this angle with Rousey will probably go for for a little bit too. I mean, there's only four matches on the card, um, and uh, and 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 I think I said said this last week with you, Randy. I'm I'm most curious about how much talking time they're going to give Rousey during this angle. Is is she there yet? Can she cut that promo uh, in front of the twenty thousand people? Can she can she be out there with Stephanie McMahon, who you know is a very good talker? Say what you will about Stephanie; she's a very good character. She's a good talker. Uh, you, ha- you have to have someone, a babyface, who can who can match up with her from the talking perspective. You can't have the babyface looking bad right away if that's the decision they want to go. Um, so I'm just curious to see how it all plays out, how Rousey looks, because all intents and purposes, this will be the first time that she really has some kind of a real wrestling angle. As far as now that she's a full time quote unquote mm. superstar, I don't count the Royal Rumble because that was really just she was just Ronda Rousey playing Ronda Rousey right at the at the Rumble. She was really just coming out there 
as the Ronda Rousey we knew. Now she has to be Ronda Rousey, the WWE character. So I'm right. very curious about what that will entail. Now, before Graham goes, Mark, I, I, I like to say that I, I'm proud of you for for quoting Drake earlier, saying she went from zero to 100 real quick. Real quick, of course. <laughs> my, my man. Six, six God. That's my guy. Graham, how do you think um, they, they, they do the Rousey uh, angle on, on Sunday, and do you think it'll be different from what she did at the Rumble last month? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, I'm not saying it will be, but it's got to be. A lot like Mark said, they got to start this thing off with a bang. And it was great to get people talking with her appearance at the Rumble. She didn't have to get physical. I'm actually kind of glad she didn't get physical, if only because there were already people complaining about, oh, she overshadowed Asuka and all this other shit, which she didn't. But anyway, it was it was a big moment when she showed up at the pay-per-view at the end of the pay-per-view um so now that she won't be closing out the show very likely anyway mm-hmm. at elimination chamber they got to do something big with her to get people talking going into wrestlemania will she shake stephanie's hand will she attack her will she slap her i guess we'll have to wait and see but um that being said i put this out on twitter a few days ago we recently celebrated 10 years if you can believe it or not since the angle at, at um not elimination chamber at that point it was the no way out pay-per-view where big show had just come back to the company and he was decked right in the face by floyd money mayweather now a lot of people you know mayweather is a very polarizing figure people love him people hate him whatever but that angle got people talking and that match at wrestlemania was one of the most buzzworthy matches and marquee matches in recent wrestlemania history if not ever and it made a lot of money too for that company wrestlemania 24 um because of the way the angle kicked off with mayweather getting in there punching the shit out of big show's nose making him bleed yeah it was a hot angle we need something similar to that with ronda rousey because he's every bit as legit as ronda rousey is and vice versa um as an athlete so give you know she's uh she she has that legit aura about her coming from ufc over to WWE, so having her, you know, break someone's arm, maybe not Stephanie, because you can't give away that so soon. You gotta, you gotta save that for WrestleMania. But maybe Dana Brooke comes out uh, to separate the two, and she cracks her in half or something like that. I don't know, but we need something along those lines that shows us what Ronda Rousey is all about. But I will say, from what we have seen so far, they kind of forgot all about Ronda for a few weeks there on Raw, which was. A little bit weird since it was the main focus of the rumble at the end of the pay-per-view mm-hmm. um but they did a great job of hyping up her upcoming appearance in the pay-per-view with the video package they put together on monday's raw that was great hopefully they can follow it up with a hot angle on sunday now you know what mark i i you know just to kind of fantasy book this because you know they're not gonna do it um contract signing yeah it could still happen but wouldn't wouldn't the perfect way to do it or to, to, to do something have an impact and it's it, it's in Las Vegas by the way site of her last UFC fight all you know all them years ago any chance any chance which I think is zero now that she pops up in the chamber match and just oh, wreaks havoc no. I don't I don't see I don't see that happening uh, Come on, at all man. no it doesn't make sense at this point. I don't. I don't think, especially. I mean, if they if they truly are going to set up set up her with with Stephanie for her first match, a uh, mixed tag, which I, I still think is probably the most likely option. Uh, it would it wouldn't make sense, and you know, it seems like they already have. It would kind of mess with what they have going on, even though they aren't the most uh, you know well written storylines within mm. in the women's division. That would kind of mess things up a little bit. Uh, no, I think um, I think it's going to be a while before. 
Ronda Rousey is in a wrestling match with with a woman actually in in the women's division, almost in some kind of a squash match. I can see them doing a squash match at some point, but I think it'll be Stephanie in a mixed tag first, and then I bet we won't see Rousey for a little bit. She'll probably take some she'll probably take some time off, go back to the performance center, train out here with uh, Brian Kendrick at, at Santino Brothers, where she's been training in L.A. Um, and then maybe come back again for SummerSlam. I think we'll probably see her go away for a bit after Mania as well. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, I'm not saying her in the actual match, but she just pops up and just wreaks havoc, and like they, then they got to get people to come get her, and she runs back into the crowd, and security's trying to run at her, and they never do the official contract. You know, just something where it's not just having a table, a contract on the table, and say, hey, welcome Run the Round. She comes out, and she does the contract signing, and we don't know if she's going to talk on the microphone, and then, and then they, they do the same routine, and they do a little shoving, and they push the chair out the way. They push the table out the way, which you know will, will happen. So I was just trying to figure out what else can they do as opposed to just a regular contract signing because all contract signings are, are pretty boring, right, Graham? For the most part, I mean, there's been a lot of times where they've gotten creative with the contract signings and done something different. By and large, though, they follow the same formula this company loves where they come out, they sign the contract, they talk some shit, yeah. uh, a pure six brawl ensues, and you call it a day. I mean, I'm not saying, like I said, they need to have Ron to get physical. But the thing with this, too, is that it raises a lot of questions, and there's been a lot of speculation. Will Ronda need a mouthpiece? Now, Mark can speak to this more than I can. I have only really seen more of her fights than they have her interviews. Um, I guess we'll find out very quickly. It reminded me of when Brock Lesnar first came back to the company in 2012. And at that point, we kind of already knew Brock couldn't talk based off his first WWE run. And it wasn't long after he came back in 2012, they paired him right back with Paul Heyman, which was obviously for the better. Um, there's been some rumors, not like legit reports, but there's been some rumors maybe they'll put Ronda with Paul Heyman coming out of WrestleMania. He can't really do that going into WrestleMania, but we'll see. I think a lot like with Brock, I think where she might really shine is in the pre-tape stuff. Um, like, you know, the pre-tape vignettes and the video packages and stuff like that. But if she will be full-time, she will be on Raw. She'll need to cut promos. Maybe she'll improve with that if she isn't already that good with it. Um, and I also think, she, too, she's a natural shit talker from what I've seen. And if she's coming in as a baby face, it might not work with Stephanie as of right now. But uh, to, to, go, to go back to your question about the contract signing, it, there needs to be something there more than just the two going back and forth and talking. And as of right now, there's not a lot of matches advertised for Elimination Chamber, which makes me think that, they're going to give this thing a lot of time, which could be hit or miss. Um, but again, as long as they make an impact, they get people talking for the right reasons, then it will be considered a success. Um, yeah, I think I think to this day, the best contract signing in recent memory was when, you know, CM Punk wanted his own jet. He wanted ice cream bars. He wanted this. He wanted CM Punk the movie and McMahon just kind of like you whatever son of a bitch and <laughs> well yeah because it, it felt real we don't get real anymore exactly, in WWE. that's the problem exactly so yeah i mean you know the chambers is this sunday i think we're gonna see a lot of potential wrestlemania matchups of you know where they go from here uh going forward to to set up these matches um it's going to be quite interesting. Like I said, I think the card is pretty pre predictable unless something drastically changes. But um, 
we pretty much have the same winners going going over. And um, Graham and Mark, I really hope you guys enjoyed the, the 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 show on Sunday. And I really hope to see something interesting happen, not with the matches, but at least with the with the with the Ronda segment. Just don't do no normal contract signing and kind of swerve us here and there. If not, then we kind of know the WrestleMania card before we even get to WrestleMania. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think the show has potential. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to more to Elimination Chamber than I am Fastlane, but here's hoping they can produce some moments, have some great matches, and get people looking forward to WrestleMania 34. All right, Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. Uh, check him out on Twitter at Russell Ranch. Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com. Check him out at Mark underscore Raimondi on Twitter. Uh, and I know we'll do the the, the, the Chamber pre uh, review next week. So, Graham, enjoy the show, my man. All right, thanks, Randy. You too. I'll catch you down the road. All right, man, take it easy. You too. All Bye. right. <laughs>